Hey there. If you like this podcast, you are going to love my new book, Needy, How to Advocate for Your Needs and Reclaim Your Sovereignty. In Needy, I share my unique approach to identifying, honoring, and advocating for the most tender and true parts of yourself that are yearning to be acknowledged. It is an invitation to embody self-acceptance, which leads to meaningful growth in self-responsibility, self-care, self-trust, and self-love. All of the themes that we talk about all of the time on this podcast. Woven with threads of timeless wisdom, honest assessments of our needs, and heartfelt personal stories of transformation from yours truly and others, Needy illustrates a profound vision for what is possible when you listen to the stirrings of your heart and reclaim your undisputed sovereignty in your life. Now, you can get Needy wherever books are sold, but if you are a podcast super fan, you might appreciate the audiobook, which I do narrate, which you can find on Audible. Now on to today's show. Hey there, it's your host, Mara Glatzel, and you are listening to The Needy Podcast. Here at Needy, we are devoted to sharing frank conversations and true stories about what it means to meet your needs consistently, messily, and sustainably. To get more information about today's episode, please visit theneedypodcast.com. Now, on to today's show. Hello, welcome everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Needy Season 4. It is such a delight and an honor to be here with you today and talking about one of my favorite topics. And, you know, before I get started, I just want to thank you so much for being here, for tuning in, for sharing this podcast with your friends, sharing it on social media. It is such a delight to have you as a part of the Needy community. And I just want to tell you that before I say anything else. So thank you. Thank you for hanging out. So when I asked you all um, what you were interested in hearing more about, I got a lot of questions about how I organize myself, how I organize my business, and really how do I take some of what I've been talking about here on Needy, about having needs and needs aren't always the same and they're changing, and how do I use those principles in um, running a a pro-human, anti-hustle-for-hustle's-sake business? And um, I'm going to be talking about business in this episode, but I think that it is there's so much overlap. I could just as easily be talking about parenting or projects that I care about or organizing my life just on the whole. This is the crux of the work that I do in my membership community cycle. And um, if this is of interest to you, please join us in cycle. We're about to have our spring retreat, uh, which is such a wonderful time. Spring's such a wonderful season to get started with this work. So if you're if you're listening today and feeling really intrigued, please come hang out with us over there. So when I talk about running a pro-human, anti-hustle for hustle's sake business, that means that at the core of everything that I do is the understanding that I am a human being 
and not a robot. For me, uh, as a parent of two children under the age of four, and a partner who also runs her business in our home, and a soon-to-be puppy, uh, it means I'm a human running a business, living in a house with a whole lot of other humans and one animal. And this means it's it's complicated. You know, things aren't as perfect as they might be otherwise, you know, if we're living in these vacuums. And so often we hold ourselves, we judge ourselves, compare ourselves to this um, ideal self that lives in our mind. And that ideal self is uh, the worst because she's enough like me that um, she feels so close, like so, so almost achievable. But that ideal self is that marriage of, of me and my conditioning, right? So it's, she's me, but she's better. She's me, but she's more productive. She's me, you know, when I finally figured out how to hack all the things and do all of the stuff and, you know, be endlessly, you know, productive and purposeful, but also effortless and so chill and everything so zen and wonderful, right? So (laughs) that's the me that lives in my mind. That is not the me that you are listening to currently or that you're going to meet at drop-off in the the parking lot at preschool or, you know, if you work with me one-on-one, work with me in in my community. It's not the me that you're going to meet. And the reason is because that ideal self that lives in our, our mind is a figment of our imagination. They're not real. Um, it's brutally unfair to hold ourselves to that version, to compare ourselves to that version, because that version doesn't exist. So when I'm thinking about how I organize myself in my business, I keep this in mind first and foremost. And that means my energy is not the same every single day over the course of the year. My um, productive, tangible output is not the same every single day over the course of the year. I won't have the same appetite for visibility over the course of the year, right? I am not and, and none of us are these static objects of bountiful, endless energy that is um, completely unchanged or unaffected by the world around us. We are impacted. We're impacted by the seasons, by the moon cycles, by our own personal energy cycles, by the, the humans that we share our lives with, by events that are happening in the world around us. And to pretend that we're, we're not impacted is to really, you know, cut off this part of ourself that is vitally human, vitally alive, and to be totally honest, really great and wonderful part of us, that, that human, responsive, flexible, messy, vulnerable um, piece that, that also serves to connect us to other people. And it can be hard to let other people see that about you when you're a business owner because you think I'm supposed to have all of the answers. I'm supposed to, you know, have peak energy all of the time. I have now left my nine to five, but brought capitalism into my business. And, you know, I'm, 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 I am now the worst boss that I've ever had because the toxic productivity culture in my business of one or few is just like wrought with horrible messaging, honestly. 
So whether you are a business owner, whether you're, you know, just a human living your life, you get to choose. You get to choose um, what you allow into your mind. And there's a certain amount of deprogramming, um, deconditioning, uh, unlearning that goes into really understanding that you're a human and not a robot. Um, but this is such good work. You know, this is the work that has changed my life. Just, I mean, it, my life is unrecognizable to me now from, from where I was maybe 10 years ago. And largely that has to do with really setting up and honoring my humanity first and foremost. And, you know, now that I have a small team of people that I'm honored to work with, honoring their humanity as well, right? That's, that is uh, absolutely the backbone of my business. So what does that look like in practice? So A lot of times I'll talk on Needy about how um, our needs shift and change over the course of the year. And those needs shift and change depending on several things, right? The the season that we're in, um, the moon phase that we're in, the place that we're in in our body, right? If you are menstruating, you might have a specific kind of energy cycle, but we all have energy cycles. Um, and also, you know, the season of life that you're in, you know, I remember when, um, the, the year or so after both of my daughters were born, you know, that, that first year with a newborn baby is a specific season of life and unlike any other. And, um, you know, the normal rules do not apply, but what, what are normal rules anyway? What I'm talking about here is really dismantling that idea of like, there is one right and best way to be, and instead making space for you as you are. So you're human, you're not a robot. You don't have the same energetic capacity each day, your energy waxes and wanes, ebbs and flows, just like the tide, just like the moon. Just like the seasons. So, knowing that about yourself, I sometimes see a lot of conversations about, you know, <laughs> this is this, this always happens when people talk about mar- Mercury and retrograde. It's like these are the things you can't do in Mercury and retrograde, which, um, you know, there's nothing you can't do <laughs> at any time or at any phase or any season. Uh, but You know, instead, I like to ask myself, what is this time good for? What is this time best for? So over the course of the year, we are now coming up into the spring equinox, which for me, and you know, for for some of us, you may resonate with this, is this like really sort of like thrilling rebirth and huge burst of energy that comes through to the summer solstice, which happens, you know, third week of June-ish. And then that, you know, just the summer solstice is the, the brightest, most light day of the year. And after that, you know, even ever so subtly, we're, we're, our days are getting darker as we have turned the corner and we're coming back around to the winter solstice. So I find that my energy 
um, arcs in a similar way, right? From the winter solstice, it's kind of building, 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 building. When we get to the um, spring equinox, which I said is coming up this weekend, it kind of like explodes and booms and um, like... (laughs) It gets really exciting, uh, too exciting, if I'm not careful. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And then comes through, and it's still pretty high, my energy, through the summer into the fall. The fall equinox happens about the third week in September, and then my energy starts decreasing. So if I think about this from a business perspective, I know that there are times of the year that are absolutely best suited for me to do things that are hard. And things that are hard might be, you know, last spring, even though it was a pandemic, I wrote a book. Um, And, you know, in 12 weeks, I even with the pandemic, uh, perhaps because of the pandemic, I wrote about 90,000 words during that time. And, you know, it's a great time for me to launch something, to to do something risky. And when I say risky, I mean emotionally risky, right? To, to be more visible in my business. I have a much greater sense of feeling robust and resilient uh, to the face of inevitable, like stuff going wrong, um, self-doubt cropping up, uh, people not being aligned with my work, um, which, you know... <laughs> at other points in the year I might take really personally. Um, So, you know, when I'm thinking about what I'm doing in my business, I think about how this time, the spring into the summer through the fall, is best for outward-facing work. Work where I'm on social media, I'm welcoming new people into my my offerings, um, I'm taking risks, I'm, I'm being more vulnerable. And the fall equinox through the spring equinox, which brings us like right through winter, is not. Like really just is not. For me, January and February, I've nicknamed the season of self-doubt. And, you know, if we're not going to think about it from the perspective of this is bad for, this is bad for pretty much anything. Um, But if we come at it from this perspective of what is this time best suited for, it is great for doing work within my communities, doing work with clients that I already have, right? So doing the behind the scenes work, um, you know, working on my, I, this, this past winter, I worked on my book proposal and did a lot of behind the scenes work to hopefully get a book out into the world. Um, working on the behind the scenes, recording stuff for my podcast, uh, not working. Honestly, I work a lot less during the fall and the winter season than I do during the spring and the summer. And that's because I have less natural energy and enthusiasm for it. And once I started to realize that, you know, I could better align my output with my energy, I was able to set myself up in such a way that I I do the majority of my work during those, you know, that six months of the year and the rest of the year, I really just kind of like keep going, hum, humming along with what I'm doing. And I rest more, I cook more, I hang out my house more, it gets dark earlier, I go to bed earlier. Um, I give myself, I work on building that energy so that I have it when I get to the spring 
right? And I choose to do that instead of working against myself during those months and, you know, reinforcing this um, idea that I, I cannot, I can never rest, that it's not safe to rest, that I always have to be productive. And we don't always have, we, we are not able actually, naturally, to always be productive. And we can fake it in certain ways. We can, you know, bring a lot of sugar into the conversation or a lot of caffeine. I've done both. Uh, We, you know, and and of course, each and every one of us is um, built differently. Some people are naturally a little bit more high octane than me. But, you know, during those winter months, I'm really pretty happy to clean out my closet, watch Frozen with my kids, and make shepherd's pie. That's that's what my life is like then. And the more that I'm able to be in relationship with myself and collect data, and this is a lot of what we do in Cycle, is paying attention to ourselves in context, collecting data about ourselves over the course of the year so that next year we can better plan for ourselves so that we can be proactive instead of reactive. And I'm constantly asking myself the question, how can I make this, gestures wildly around, my business, my life, my relationships, um, how can I make this feel more sustainable and kind? And how I have learned how to do that, how I teach other people how to do that, is to really bring more of ourselves into the conversation, welcome more of ourselves into our businesses or into our parenting, into our lives, instead of uh, trying to endlessly hack our energy so that it's fully optimized all of the time, right? The arc of your energy serves a reason for you. The way that your energy ebbs and flows over the course of the year serves a reason for you. And when you start asking that question, what is this season good for? What is this moon phase good for? Then you can start to reimagine, reframe how you think about that time. When it comes from a a business perspective, I used to think, oh, wow, okay, doing less is a practice. I need to just get comfortable doing less. But what I've found after having done this now for many years is I get so much more done. And I get so much more done with so much less struggle. And I used to you know, be beating myself up, having these lengthy to-do lists, trying to hold myself to my like absolute best energy day each and every day. And it was such a painful process to be in relationship with myself in that way. And I thought that's what the right and best thing was to do. That's what everybody does. That's what a responsible business owner does. But the truth is you get to choose. You get to choose a lot, even if you work for somebody else. You get to choose how you understand your energy over the course of the year, how that relates to what you need, and to learn from yourself instead of continually beating yourself up for like, quote unquote, fucking it up. What does that even mean? So once we start to be in relationship with ourselves in this way, then we can set boundaries that support us. We can um, create supportive practices that enable us to thrive. We can 
spend our time doing what that time, what that season is best suited for instead of like trudging uphill and stilettos pulling, you know, dead weight behind you. And we can make it our own because I think this is the piece that is so essential. And I want to be clear that there are many, many painful, traumatic, systemic, oppressive reasons why we feel ashamed for being the humans that we are, why we hold ourselves to such an unrealistic standard, why we, you know, force ourselves along with these cruel expectations. There is an absolutely valid reason why you do that, where you learned how to do that, and also there's another way. There's another way to be in relationship with yourself. There's another way if you're a business owner to run your business. If you're a human with a project or a goal or, you know, something that you're doing, there's another way, right? Even this understanding of, oh, my energy isn't constant or isn't meant to be constant, uh, you know, 24-7, 365 days a year is so revolutionary in the face of a lot of our conditioning. So if you take one thing away from this episode, I would love for it to be that you are a human, you're not a robot. Uh, You can create policies in your life that are pro-human and anti-hustle for hustle's sake. And when I say that, I just want to explain that. I used to just say anti-hustle, but actually there are seasons of the year where I like to hustle. That comes naturally from me. So when I say anti-hustle for hustle's sake, it means I'm not going to run myself ragged just because, just because somebody else is, or just because I think I should, or just because that's what it means to be, quote unquote, a good business owner. But by turning towards myself and hooking into my natural energy and enthusiasm, I'm going to hustle when when it feels good to hustle. And sometimes it feels good to hustle. Uh, and, and a lot of times it doesn't, and that's totally okay. And again, you know, what I love about this work and what I love about getting to work with so many awesome humans in cycle is that this is completely unique to me. Everything I told you about you know, how my energy works and how I, the the choices that I make based on my own understanding of my energy cycles and rhythms, this is unique to me. You will have a system that's unique to you. And so I'm not trying to teach you my system, but I am trying to turn you back towards yourself so that you can collect some data become aware about what your energy is up to, how that relates to the natural world around you, and understand yourself better so that you can care for yourself better, so that you can care for yourself proactively instead of, you know, reactively or uh, like once you're way past the the stage of burnout, because I've been to that place of burnout and um, I know how painful it can be there. So I hope that this episode was useful for you. Welcome back to season four of Needy. I'm so excited to have you here. If uh, Cycle is of interest to you, um, registration is open for just a couple days more. Um, 
it ends this weekend with our spring retreat. So if, if this is of interest to you, come hang out with us there. You can find out more at maraglatzel.com backslash cycle. And it's just great to have you here. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the needy podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you'd like my support and learning how to nourish your needs, dance on over to the needy to sign yourself up for revive a gorgeously free five day course, chock full of real self care and daily tending. If you love today's episode, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. Thank you.